You are listening to Baking Boss Kitchen Secrets with Naomi Rose, the food business talk show that shares with you the reality of what's happening in the food and hospitality industry. I am on a mission to help as many people as possible grow and build successful food businesses. Each week on this podcast, you'll get useful information, top tips, as well as what's really happening in the kitchen behind the scenes. Let's get on to today's show. Hello and welcome everybody to another episode of Baking Boss Kitchen Secrets. I'm Naomi and I am your host for today's episode. How is everybody doing? Are we having a good week? Let me know what you've been up to. I love to hear from you. Naomi at bakingboss.net or on the socials that I am Baking Boss. I'm on Instagram, Facebook, Pinterest. Come and check me out there. Before I get into today's episode, talking about what equipment to buy for your baking business was something I was really looking forward to doing. And then it became a bit of a minefield to know what equipment to get. I just want to tell you that I am so excited that I'm going to be at the Cake and Bake Show this November on the 23rd in Olympia in London. So if you are going to be going to the Cake and Bake Show or if you're near London and want to go, come on down because I am going to be doing two pro masterclasses where I'm talking about how to turn your side hustle into a full-time baking business and how to get going with your baking business if you just want to get started and you're new to the entrepreneurial world. So I am going to be there for the 23rd of November Cake and Bake Show because it'd be great to see you there because I always love to meet people and talk to people and find out about their business baking journeys or just talk baking because I love talking baking. So come and check it out. So today's episode, I am going to be talking about equipment. The reason I've decided to talk about this one today is because I am a bit of a fan of a kitchen item. I'm not a massive fan of like trendy gadgets. I do not own an air fryer, even though my dad, who's probably listening, will tell me to keep buying one. I really don't want one. I love the traditional old baking, but I don't have lots of gadgety equipment. But when it came to buying equipment for my baking business for my cafe, my bar and my bakery. It was something I was like spent hours and hours on Google trying to work out the right equipment to buy. Not only did I realise that a lot of commercial equipment was really expensive, it was also for the business that I was running just too much. It was all too big to everything just wouldn't have fitted into my small kitchen. And it became a complete and utter minefield. And it took me hours, hours and hours, days, weeks. I was doing it for ages trying to get all the right equipment. And then when I did find something, the delivery time would be like four or five weeks. And we were opening two or three weeks later. So it was something that I found really difficult to get my head around, even though it was an area that I was really looking forward to sort of getting all the new baking equipment and trying out new things and figuring out what we needed it took a lot more energy and effort than I realised so having reflected on what I did at the beginning and certainly when I opened the cafe and bar I wasted a lot of money on equipment that I didn't necessarily one need and it was also the wrong equipment so when I opened the bakery in 2022 I had a bit more knowledge and it became a lot easier so I've learned a few tips I'm going to share them with you today and make sure that you get the best for your baking business Where I want you to start is I want you to go away. If you're thinking of starting a baking business or you've got a side hustle and you want to turn it into a bigger business, I want you to just go down and write a list of all the equipment you think you might need. And that I'm not just talking about kitchen equipment. I'm talking about till systems, for instance, or iPads or computers. Just write down your ultimate wish list of everything you want. 
Once you've got that all written down, then you can get to the point of working out exactly what you need, what's essential and how much budget you've got. First things first is to write everything down. So this is where I started. I had a big spreadsheet and I wrote everything down. I then went and did some research on each item that I needed. So once you've got your list written down and don't forget things like your spatulas, your spoons, all of these kind of things, aprons, clothing comes under that as well. Are you going to be branded up? What do you need? Stickers, bags, that kind of thing. Have a real big think about what you need and you can break it down into different categories. It could be front of house. It could be market stall. It could be equipment for the kitchen. It could be serving customers like your till system, tech make some headings, create some headings so this will then break it down for you. Then have a think about what you really need to start. What are the bare essential equipment you need to open the doors? Because it's better to start with less and then grow. Or what I did was the opposite way around was have too much and then I didn't need it. The next thing then to think about is go away, have a research, have a look at the different types of equipment you can buy, where you can buy it from. I brought mine from a whole host of places, some were commercial, some were actually home equipment. There's some really great home stuff out there. I used and my team used in my cafe, bar and bakery because that was sufficient for my operation and they were reliable and it was the right size for the scale of baking we did. I didn't necessarily need a, a massive mixer and just just to point out, also be aware of how heavy. Check the weights on some of the equipment when you're looking. Have a think about what it is you absolutely essentially need and have a look then at where you can go and buy these from. So some of my top tips for when you're buying them, you might have already heard this before, but it often comes up, buy cheap, buy twice. It's absolutely 100% true when you come to buying commercial kitchen equipment particularly because you are going to use it over and over and over again. Opening up, I wanted to keep to a very tight budget. I had a very tight budget because I didn't have lots of money, but I had a finite amount of money that I wanted to work to. And I went to a company that was cheaper than most. In the end, it all ended up costing me more money. So I definitely brought cheap and I definitely, for most of the things, brought twice. The downside of sometimes one of the things that you really absolutely have to check when you're buying commercial equipment specifically and certainly true in the UK, is when you get to a point of buying commercial, you no longer have your consumer rights. If you buy something and you don't need it, it costs you to send it back. So you don't get to send it back for free. There's a restocking charge of usually around 25%. And if it breaks, you don't have a guarantee necessarily. It then costs you for someone to come out and repair it. So I had some fridges, drinks fridges, for instance, that probably cost me more than the actual fridge in the end because they just needed repairing all the time because I brought it from a cheaper company and the customer service was not very good. I spent many hours on the phone trying to get replacement parts that were specific to this fridge that I couldn't get from anywhere else. They never got fixed. My hands were tied because they were the company that provided it. It was their brand. They'd put the parts in specifically made for them. I couldn't get the problem solved. It cost me money, cost me time when actually, in reality, I should have spent slightly more at the outset, got slightly more reliable equipment and it would have worked better. The other thing to consider when buying equipment is you might be researching online, having a look at the prices, looking at 
ovens because we all most bakers need ovens or looking at fridges don't disregard secondhand equipment because there's a lot out there and some of the best equipment is secondhand stuff and the reason being that often it's been going for years so it's reliable i had a laminator in the bakery that i got seven hat second hand and it was probably about 20 or 30 years old yes okay it didn't have the fancy tech equipment like the computer screen that some of these do now it was perfectly working for a new business getting started up. The bakery was new and I didn't want to spend thousands of pounds because you can spend, when you look at equipment pricing and when you research it, you can see that the scale is massive of like, you can buy quite cheaply, but like I say, buy cheap, buy twice. It's definitely something that happens and you can buy really expensive stuff. So there is, it's really hard to know which one's right, but do have a look at the reviews. Do have a look at what other people are saying. Come and ask in my food and baking business owners group about equipment. There are lots of people in there with different experiences experiences of equipment and using it and what's practical and what's not. I'm definitely one that believes in keeping it simple. Don't buy gadgets for the sake of buying gadgets if you don't need it. One of the best bits of equipment we had in our kitchen was a cheese grater because we went through a lot of cheese. (laughs) Cheese went with lots of things. It went with sandwiches, it went with lunches, it went with scones. Cheese had a lot of grating and when you're doing that by hand, you know, we would go through a good five kilos in a couple of days. So grating five kilos of cheese takes a long time and it's also quite painful after a while. We had an electronic grater which was brilliant. Believe me, it was actually not even a commercial one. (laughs) You can spend... In, in in the UK, you can spend two or three hundred pounds on a commercial grater, but they're quite big and we didn't have space for that. And I found one which was about, I think, 30 pounds or something. And I brought a couple of them because that was a really, I thought, well, this is likely to break because we're going to use it a lot. And you know what? It barely broke. The parts broke, but I could get replacement part. Brilliant. It was absolutely a godsend. Saved so much time. So this is another thing that I really want you to think about when you're planning your equipment is when you're looking at what's essential, what's not essential, what do you need to open the doors of your business? Think about what is going to save you time and money in the long run. Think about your processes because this is about making it easy for you. You want to make your job as easy as possible. You are a business. You're doing it because you love it, but you are ultimately a business. So really think about what equipment you need that will make your job easier because it's better off spending the money there in that bit of equipment if it saves you hours or minutes every week than it would be to actually be your salary, be your time that you're spending. Really consider how these bits of equipment can help you make your operations quicker, help your production be better. You don't, like I say, you don't necessarily have to spend thousands of pounds to start with. And it could be that you don't. You just start small and then grow it when you start to bring in that profit. Sometimes buying a bit of equipment that will speed up a process will really, really help you. One of the things that I didn't really take into consideration when things break for the bar it was always gin glasses gin glasses were just always broke they you know used to come out of the dishwasher quite hot and it was a very delicate glass and they're like the goldfish bowl type gin glasses so they look really cool but I went for a lot of gin glasses and just general breakages you know people drop things I was a dropper it happens things fall off tables and then electronic equipment breaks so think about what equipment you've got and what equipment you might need 
So for instance, my oven used to regularly have a meltdown. And then what happens if that equipment breaks? What's your backup plan? What are you going to do if that essential bit of equipment that is, you know, important to your business suddenly has a malfunction and you need to wait for an engineer to come out? Because sometimes that's a reality. So I had a fridge in the bakery that went down overnight with three days of sourdough in it. And it was should be three degrees because we kept everything very temperature controlled and came in the next day, it was 15 degrees. So I had to then wait for an engineer, which was about three or four days to come out. Then that costs you money as well, because not only have you necessarily lost a product, but you've then paying for the engineer to come out. So these are all things that you need to really think about your budget of. Do you have a backup pot of money if something goes wrong? What is your backup plan if something fails? Buying equipment, I would definitely recommend starting with what you absolutely need and then growing from there because you can get stuff delivered quite quickly when you're looking at which supplies to use for your equipment look at their reliability look at how things can get repaired and look at the delivery time scales obviously the bigger the equipment the bigger the time scale and if you're buying second hand it's a little bit more in your control think about what you absolutely need, how long it's all going to take and how much it's going to cost and be aware of if you need to repair it, how much is that going to cost you? Be prepared that you will have to pay that at some point because you're using things over and over again. I used to have hundreds of dough scrapers. (laughs) They didn't cost very much, but they lasted pretty well. But particularly when making bread, sometimes I'll go three, four or five in one go. So I'd have enough there that I can make my operations as quick as possible. These are all things that are worth thinking about of what do you need? What makes your job easier? And how are you investing the money in the right way? So when you're making that list, green light, the absolute, my business will not operate without these. So it's usually oven, fridges. In my world, because I had a cafe, coffee was absolutely essential. Have a good coffee machine. I chose one that do it all manually but it also had settings where I could actually set the milk to a certain type of coffee so it would do a cappuccino style milk or it do a flat white the reason I chose that machine is because it helped with the consistency for my staff so you didn't get a different coffee every time someone served it so sometimes it is about thinking who else is going to be using this equipment is it going to be easy for them to use particularly when it comes to tech that is a really essential part of thinking how easy is this going to be to use I wanted to make sure that All my operations were tech savvy. When I mean that, I mean all my till system was online. All of my reports would come online. Everything would be automated because it was a job that if I was doing it pen and paper, I wouldn't necessarily have to do because that would have taken my time. But my staff, this was a new area of expertise. I had worked in digital for years. So for me, this was very familiar. I was used to this kind of technology and till systems and all of this sort of thing and building the behind the scenes stuff because that's what I did. But for my staff, they worked in kitchens. That you know, they were you they were they were used to reading recipes and putting cakes in the oven. So when it came to actually understanding how the tech side worked, it took a bit of time and training. So when you have equipment and what equipment you need, really also think about what training it is you might need as well. So once you've got your list and you've got your sort of ideas of what your absolute essentials, what the nicer tabs are, and then what are the things you can buy later on down the line, then you'll be able to look at how much it's all going to cost you. So that's when you put your budget in place and always allow for extra because it's always something you forget. And be realistic about what you have in your budget. What what do you have there? What are your other options? I looked at so many different options. The majority of my bakery equipment came secondhand because I couldn't necessarily have the money from the crowdfunding campaign that I run to open it to 
buy everything new. And the equipment was brilliant. It was great. It worked absolutely fine. Really think about then what's essential, what can come later on, and then what's a longer term investment of what works. The final thought I'm going to put on equipment today, and then I'll do a quick summary of everything I've discussed, is your power supply. So the bakery, when I had the bakery installed out the back of my business, because I had a room there, I had to have three phase electricity put in because I knew how much draw that the bakery ovens would need. And I needed to make sure there was a stable connection. In the cafe kitchen, which was in the sort of downstairs area, it was, we didn't have free phase and I had a lot of, (laughs) it was called the electric lounge and it had a lot of light bulbs. There was a lot of light bulbs, much to my electrician's horror when I asked for 40 odd light bulbs to be put in the main room. But with all the equipment running with a toaster, with a microwave, the oven, with a griddle and then the coffee machine. We'd regularly have power cuts because halfway through a really manic service, but we'd have to wheel out a trolley to get to the electric cupboard to then put the power back on to carry on again. There wasn't enough power coming in because the electric was drawing too much and it was mostly electric because we didn't have gas because it was an old building. So when you are buying equipment, check what kind of electricity it needs and how much draw. If necessary, get somebody in to check whether you have enough of a stable connection to do because it's worth the investment because it will actually benefit your business in the long run. So really think about that. That's the episode today talking a little bit about equipment. So just to quickly summarise everything I've discussed, because like I said, I've gone off on a few tangents and I've probably spoken quite quickly today. So What do you absolutely need? So write a list, write everything down, a dream list, and then look at what you absolutely need to open those doors. Consider repairs. Commercial is different to consumer. Really look wherever you're living in the world. Check what the laws around consumer products are, but be aware that you'll probably have to pay for repairs to your products. You won't necessarily get your money back guarantee. Be aware of breakages. So if things break, what are you going to do? What's your plan? How quickly can you get them repaired or can you replace them? Dishwashers, nightmare. They broke regularly. Planning. Make sure you plan your kitchen as well. So think about where everything's going to go. And like I say, buy only what you need to begin with. Then you can add on once you've opened and then you can grow from there. Make sure you're investing in the right bits of equipment. So buy cheap, buy twice is definitely a rule to keep in the back of your head. It might be a good price. But is it going to cost you more in the long run? And finally, don't disregard secondhand products because sometimes the best product and best equipment you can buy for your business have already been used, tested, tried, repaired, restored by someone else. So it's definitely do not underestimate how good secondhand equipment can be. So thank you, everybody, to listening for listening to today's episode about what equipment to buy. I'm now on episode 26, which is amazing. And I'm really enjoying doing this podcast, but I want to make sure it's good for you. So if you have something you want to talk about, let me know at naomi at bakingboss.net or what you're struggling with with your business at the moment. It could be anything from how to bring in more profit. You're working too many hours. What other things that are really causing you pain? Because I've I've been doing this for a while now. I've been in and I understand the ins and outs of the hospitality industry. I talk to lots of different people. So I get an idea of some of the struggles that you're having. But I do like to hear from you. So please do let me know because it'd be great to hear from you. I'll be back next week for another episode of Baking Boss Kitchen Secrets. In the meantime, have a great week and as ever, happy baking. 
Thank you for listening to Baking Boss Kitchen Secrets with Naomi Rose. If you're enjoying this podcast, then please do give it a review. And don't forget to subscribe and follow. If you want to get some useful resources, then do visit my website, bakingboss.net. And give me a follow on social media at Naomi Rose Baking Boss and I am Baking Boss. We'll see you on the next episode.